Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Corey and I are fantasy baseball gods. Kevin Smith is a baseball god, just like we're fantasy baseball gods. Dude, if 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 I if JJ Bleday ends up being good, I'm gonna be so fun. That'd be so nice. I'm gonna be so happy. Two home runs, man! I want to watch this. 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 We are live. Hey there, and welcome to Oaktown Boys, Season 3, Episode 2. Um, we have played three games, and I'm not even sure if we've really learned anything. Well, we were undefeated for a whole 36 hours or so. It was great, that dude. Was... That turned the off day from not cool to super cool, especially retrospectively. Yeah, there was nothing really cool about off day, the day after opening day, until... You realize you just get to sit on an undefeated record for yes. an entire day, and it, it feels good. We may not get to be undefeated again for a, a long time. Uh, so yeah, how did uh, how did that go? Well, the first game was pretty fun. Like it was said, it was cool. The A's uh, hung in there. They only gave up one run, and then they mounted a two run rally in the eighth. Took the lead. Danny Jimenez went out there and shut the door. It was a it was a pretty great bullpen effort, great pitching effort in general. Kyle Muller really um, had a great debut, and he looks to be the most exciting piece of this rotation at the moment. He um, obviously the Braves have a lot of arms. That's why the Braves are allowed to you know like deal from their starting pitching so much. But I don't know. I just don't know how they decided that he wasn't one of the guys that he looked amazing it was very easy going i'm not sure how else to describe it didn't look like he was trying that hard um but he had good stuff yeah. he only walked one struck out three gave it four hits over five one earned run uh that's a 1.8 era we'll take that all day every day and i mean also it like the eye test matched the box score like he looked good yeah and he hadn't really passed that eye test much in spring training so it was good to see him firing on all cylinders and he threw what 70 72 pitches through five i'll take that yeah very efficient um and then the bullpen zach jackson acevedo trevor may and danny jimenez who will likely be our four most frequently used relievers this year they all pitched great um 
that might be a recurring theme in these first couple first games. The the bullpen really was pulling their weight so far. Maybe not so much the defense. I think the A's are up to like five errors yeah. in the opening series. Including an error on uh, opening night by Tony Kemp that pretty much it didn't directly contribute to the, the run being scored by the Angels, but it certainly opened the door. Uh, so they're going to have to clean up the defense, of course. The, as we were just saying before recording, the A's are going to be operating on a very uh, slight margin when it comes to making mistakes. Yeah, and I think uh, this Tony Kemp play is a good example of it. I think when you have defensive limitations, it's sometimes it's about, it's about the plays you don't make. You know, like, it's about the throws that you don't make. And I think on that one, Tony could have just not thrown the ball. Could have just not thrown the ball. You know, and uh, hopefully they figure that out. Because that's the type of thing, I think that's coachable. You know, like, I think that's, like, just telling everyone, like, hey, chill. Just chill a little bit. You know, like, make the plays that we can play. Make make the plays that we can make. Don't worry about making plays that we're not going to be able to make. You know, like, we don't have the wiggle room to be trying to show off that much and make all these crazy plays. But also, like, I'm not mad at the effort. And the bullpen was incredible. And, I mean, it's uh, a strong bullpen is part of the formula to being a surprisingly good team. And it, I am uh, – this was a good start. This was a very strong performance and kind of an intense game. You know, I mean, it was close. It was. It was a lot of fun. The Coliseum was audibly rocking through the television. Mm-hmm. Uh, two hits each by Led Diaz and Seth Brown. And Estuary Ruiz had a nice single and scored from first, I believe, on a hit by Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the offense was kind of doing some of the things that we were hoping to see. Maybe not everybody, but it was a good start. It was it was a great day one. Uh, I think as A's fans, we're still scarred from facing Felix Hernandez for years in and year out, and. Man, even Shohei just isn't as scary as well, Felix Hernandez. And it was also day. Felix Hernandez like intermingled with like if it wasn't Felix Hernandez, it was Jared Weaver. You know, right. it was just like, man, it was brutal. Speaking of brutal, um, day two or day day was, two, which was day three. Um, it was Fuji. It was, was Fuji's first game. It was Fuji day, and for two whole innings, it was so beautiful. <laughs> he looked phenomenal, and I want to emphasize that because he did look very good and the third inning was just tough like the first the first six outs there was no problems and then he lost it a little bit control wise he was getting squeezed a little bit a little bit you know there were i i i don't think it was a poorly umpired game but i think especially in that third inning there were a couple of pitches where literally just a couple pitches where had they gone the other way, maybe it doesn't unravel the way it unraveled. And boy, did it unravel. They, they started getting hits. They didn't stop getting hits. They scored, what, 11 times in the top of the third? They did. They um, did indeed. 11 times. So, yeah, by the bottom of the third inning, it was 11 nothing Angels. Um, so you're just trying to save face kind of at that point. Um, Fuji got rocked. I think it was eight eight runs and two and a third. Um which isn't good. Uh, and Oler came in, also kind of got rocked. We were talking about that before we started recording, though. And it's uh, that's not a very enviable position to be in, you know, coming out of the bullpen early in a game, facing a lineup that is primed 
Like, they were seeing the ball very well. They were not swinging at anything close. And uh, Oler settled in fairly well, actually. You know, I mean, I think he he gave us innings. He pitched four, four and two-thirds. So, I mean, he got us through seven. Um, and I think on those on those days where you kind of lose early, um, saving the bullpen is important. And uh, Familia came in. So, Oler, what is it, Fuji, eight earned over two and a third. As I said, not good. Uh, Oler, five runs, four earned over four and two-thirds. It sounds worse than it was, honestly, especially compared to what had gone on before. Five walks between the two of them. So Which not, not ideal. can't happen. Um, there were, again, speaking of the thin margin that we're existing on, we're not going to be able, we cannot be making errors. We cannot be walking a bunch of people because we don't have a bunch of strikeout guys, you know? And, I mean, early, just in this first series, a number of our pitchers have already been in a situation where they needed two punch outs back to back. Right. to move forward and there's just not a lot of guys that are going to do that you know which is fine there's different ways to get people out especially at the Coliseum but if you're not going to be able to strike people out you also need to make it a point to not get yourself into positions where you need to strike people out and we did not do a very good job of that no. um, so they lost um, but Ramon homered Ramon Laureano homered off Patrick Sandoval and it was Ramon's looking okay Ramon's looking like he might be back and it was the first home run of the season for the A's which is always great you know like even if you lose home runs are awesome we know that home runs are <laughs> it, was, awesome. it was awesome and it was an awesome home run gave us something to cheer about in our little group chat yeah um, and yeah so as you alluded to Familia and Mole both came in a few more perfect innings by the bullpen there so if you just uh, ignore the first part of the game pitched by Fujinami and Oler I mean the, the bullpen again pulled their weight so Something to hang your hat on. Two more errors in the game. Estuary Ruiz and Aguilar. And also, I feel like it's kind of... I'm not counting Oler as like an official part of the bullpen. Because I feel like he's in kind of a long audition for the rotation. You know? Um, worst case scenario, he's a long man. So I'm not... I Adam Oler's performance wasn't good, but I'm still calling it a very good performance from the bullpen. It was highly necessary at the time. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, somebody's got to fall on the sword sometimes. So, one and one going into this morning. That's right. And this was a much better game in terms of not being down by 11 runs in the third inning. Uh, Ken Waldachuk was on the bump. He did fairly well overall. He gave up three home runs, so that's not great. But five and two-thirds, nine hits, six earned runs, one walk, four strikeouts. Just a little bit of bad luck in there. You know, the few balls they hit very hard went out of the yard. It'll happen to anybody. Zach Jackson came in. Cleaned things up for one-third of an inning, and then Adrian Martinez came in and um, continued the bullpen success, going three innings, one strikeout, one hit, nothing else. He looks pretty darn good, and I would not be upset if we put him in the rotation at some point here soon. He's always shown a very nasty changeup. Yeah, I'm excited about him. I, he looked very good today. I feel like he sh- hopefully has leapfrogged Oler in terms of the uh, pecking rotation to get that fifth spot. It seems like it's J.P. Sears for now, but who knows how long that'll last. I mean, yeah, we have to see how it looks, but um, a better game. Um, still concerns, obviously. Like, it, you know, this... I, I wasn't surprised by any of the things that they weren't doing well in this series, but... Um, 
it was concerning to see some of them pop up so frequently, so early. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to take, it's going to take some hard work and it's going to take a little bit of luck to be good. Um, it doesn't, it's not impossible by any stretch, but, um, that's, as we said, it's a very thin margin for error. Yeah. Um, which we've done before, you know, Oakland A's teams have pulled that off before, but, uh, it's going to make it all the more sweet when we win that division. It is. It is. And I, I mean, I think the thing we knew this going into the season, but runs runs might be at a little bit of a premium. You know, this isn't this isn't at least as currently constructed the um, murderer's row that it would need to be to be pitching the way they were pitching right now. Um, so some some work to do, some improvements to be made, I would say. Um, but I mean, you know, we got some. We'll get to this in a little bit, but we got some maybe some guys down in the minors that might be able to help. That's and uh, we've got a murderer's row ready. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of murderer's row. Um, but you know, so uh, lost the rubber match, six nothing. Uh, Tyler Anderson was very good for the Angels. Um, seems yep. to like being in LA. And uh, yeah, while the shark was honestly, I mean, we were talking about it before we started recording. He gave up a three-run homer to Logan Ohapi. And that was a verifiably bad pitch. Um, he got he gave up back-to-back homers to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. It's not the most embarrassing thing a baseball player's ever done. No. You know, I mean, they're both pretty good. So um, they're gonna the get pitch you. to Trout was, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I want to call it about bad pitch. He's Mike Trout. You know, I mean, it was a strike. You, you can't ever throw strikes to him, you know. And Shohei, I mean, you get got sometimes. I mean, I think they're just – their lineup is good. Their lineup is better than it's been. I don't know if they're going to pitch enough to be good, but the lineup is scary at parts for sure. And he battled Waldachuk. I mean, he still made it into the sixth inning, which is pretty big for this Oakland team that had a rough day yesterday out mm-hmm. of their starter. So I felt like he had a lot of good moments. There was you know, a couple of big strikeouts he got in key situations. Definitely a good learning experience. Hopefully he'll come out stronger next time. Well, and I mean, he gave up all six runs on the three home runs. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it wasn't like he had a bunch of innings go spiral out of control. It was just some location issues. And uh, two of those three guys are not guys that you can miss with. Um, so... I, I'm not that mad. I thought it was. I I thought there was. I agree. I thought there was a lot of good to take away from it. Freaking Taylor Ward. Yeah, we'll see. He was. I mean, he was excellent last year, and then got hurt, and then kind of got really good at the end of the year. So we may. Ha- he might actually be good. He's like my now most annoying angel. It used to be David Fletcher. Either him or Logan O'Hoppy, Man, Logan O'Hoppy killed us. Yeah, let's hope that Max Stassi comes back quick. Logan O'Hoppy was right in the middle of all of their rallies. It seemed like. Uh, two hits apiece by Aguilar and Langliers today. Ramon had a nice hustle double. Um, moving into our moments of the week, Ramon is my moment of the week with his uh, return to play with a little bit more flair. The, the, the flair that we're used to seeing from Ramon, it seems. Like today, he legged out hard ground ball up the middle and to Mike Trout, and he legged it out for a double. And the type of fat, uh, <laughs> fire and passion fashion that uh this team's gonna need to play with they're not gonna they're just not gonna be able to score runs at the same clip as say the trouts and otani so they're gonna have to hustle they're gonna have to take that extra bag 
and hit that occasional home run like he did in yesterday's game. So it's good to see some stuff from Ramon, see his bat coming alive and playing with emotion. Totally. How about you? Um, the bullpen. The, I, I thought the bullpen, um, as I said, if, we, if, if this is going to be a successful formula, that's good bullpen pitching is going to be a large part of it. Um, and there were some of these dudes, Zach Jackson, Sam Mole, uh, Domingo Azevedo, even Danny Jimenez, all the, albeit to a lesser extent, I had faith in Danny Jimenez, but, um, these were all guys who had pretty good years last year, if not very good years for some of them. Um, so it, I was anxious to see how they all were going to follow up their performances last year, this year. And so far, it has been wonderful. And if we have a good bullpen... Anything's possible. It's it's easier, at least from what I feel I've seen in my baseball watching career, it's easier to figure the other two things out. If you have a bad bullpen, you are screwed. You just cannot... It does not seem like a thing that you can figure out on the fly very effectively. Um, at least not as effectively as you can figure out seemingly starting pitching and offense on the fly. So we may have to figure all three of those things out. Who knows? But at least at this point, it seems like the bullpen is in a pretty good spot. And I wasn't 100% sure I was going to be able to say that. So I feel I'm stoked about that. And I love Zach Jackson. What's not to love? Um, so what do you think about the team? I think there's going to be some parts that get moved around. Um, as we're going to talk about shortly, there's some aviators that are already just tearing the cover off the ball, continuing their hot spring. So it'll be interesting to see how long a guy like Brent Rooker hangs around when he has looked pretty lifeless so far. I think he's 0 for 4 in games so far. Maybe a little bit more after today, but still riding the offer. Um, but when you look back at his pedigree, I mean, there's a lot to like. So it'll be interesting to see how long of a leash he gets. He was initially drafted by the Twins in the 38th round out of high school in, or I'm sorry, out of Mississippi State in 2016. And then the next year got moved up to the first round, 35th overall, again by the Twins. So the Twins obviously like something back in his college days if you look at his numbers his minor league numbers are strong he's got an on-base percentage right around 400 last year he hit 28 home runs which is i mean what his third professional season hitting 20 home runs yeah so i mean he's he's, clearly got power and also it's very early i think i agree with Corey that he has frustrated me a little bit but i think it's also it's very early in the season and he's just kind of struck out a little bit lifelessly in a couple somewhat big spots. Um, so, you know, maybe just time for him to start coming through a little bit more with dudes on base. But he'll have a chance to do that, you know. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely not not to the point where I'm worried that we made a mistake. Because... Um, you know, his at-bats, even as bad as his at-bats have looked thus far, they looked better than Christian Padre's at-bats last year. So, Who is so far 0-for-1 with a strikeout for the Phillies. Shocking. And if you told me that that strikeout was on a, a 
changeup down and away that wasn't in the strike zone, I wouldn't be that surprised by that. Not, not at all. Um, speaking of the Aviators, though, they won today 13 to do, 13 2 2 over the Reno Aces. Um, their third game of the season. And Kevin Smith is already up to four home runs. He hit three today. Holy cow. Knocked in seven runs. Kevin Smith is... Three home runs, four hits. Just continuing his hot spring. He might be... I mean, probably, if you had to bet, would be the best candidate for breakout player on the A's this year at the moment. He just looks like he is going to have an amazing season. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's... Man, it is... They are hitting the ball... Everyone has constantly said that it's easier to hit in that league, and, man, the numbers bear it out. Yeah, you look at Kevin Smith's OPS of 1652, and you think that's pretty good until you look at Tyler Soderstrom's of 1822, (laughs) and then you realize that there's a lot of hitting going on. And, I mean, Kevin Smith homered three times, obviously headline. Um, But J.J. Bladé homered twice. Tyler Soderstrom homered and doubled twice. Tyler Sloan homered once, doubled twice. So it's looking, I mean, as good as Kevin Smith's looking, Kevin Smith's a little bit older than Tyler Soderstrom, and it's looking really, really tough to get Tyler Soderstrom out. Not only tough to get him out, tough to prevent him from hitting the ball really hard. Um, So this is not the entirety of the reason, but part of the reason I'm so excited about the bullpen. Because it's like, if they can just hold it together. Our early our early answers for the bullpen seem to be landing. So if our early answers in the other two areas aren't landing, we have some things that we can try, you know? Like, we've got some dudes that are hitting if the dudes that are on the majors squad right now continue not hitting. So it feels good to have options. It feels like we didn't have options last year. No. You know, the dudes that were on the major league roster were going to play, and the you know we were going to go as far as those guys could take us and it doesn't feel like that's the situation this year yeah there were not a lot of triple a players putting pressure on the big leaguers last year but so far looks like it's going to be a different story in 2023 so yeah we'll see how soon they start making some changes i imagine we'll see some shuffling around over the next week or two maybe nothing major um, I am, I am, I'm not gonna, I'm not, not to overreact at all, obviously, but just initial, I'm worried about the offense. Yeah. I'm not surprised the A's have hit a single home run. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure, outside of maybe Seth Brown or Jesus Aguilar, who will be contributing a whole lot of those. Hopefully Aguilar can actually contribute a good amount. Maybe a solid 25 would be sweet. Yeah, that would be cool. And, uh, but yeah, it's looking like we're going to need this AAA offense to rise and uh, help out the big leagues. Which is, I mean, it's okay because I want to see some of these dudes anyway. Yeah. You know, like not even not even necessarily like the like the big splash guys. But, you know, like Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade keeps hitting 300, 310. Call him, bases. Up. Call him up. He's, he's a handsome devil. He's very I wanna, handsome. I want to see Tyler Wade. <laughs> I want to see Tyler Wade in A's jersey. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I worried but not like panicky you know like I, there's still there was enough good from the entire thing series wise that I'm feeling okay I'm not like over the moon you know I mean 19 to 1 the last two games isn't great but you can only lose one game at a time so yeah 
I, I texted you when this happened that I was sad that our differential so screwed up already. It would have been nice to, uh, I don't know, get out to like last year, for instance. I think the A's had a good first couple weeks. Gave the fans some reason to be optimistic, even though it was all fool's gold. But um, so far, the numbers for the A's are not building a very impressive story. So we'll see how that continues to go. Um, Dan, I want to do something a little different here. Why don't you look away from the screen real quick? Okay. I'm going to bring up a former Oakland A. And if you can identify him by his numbers alone, I think that would be pretty fun. Cool. Okay, here we go. Debuted in 1999 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Played first base. DH'd a little bit. Didn't make his A's debut till 03. And he's only with the A's for three seasons. Uh, but they were some marvelous seasons. Got up to an OPS plus of 138 in 2004. Okay. Walked on... 2003 walked 100 times, struck out 105, 374 on base, 396 on base the year after that. Popped 21 and 22 home runs in 03 and 04. I have a guess. I'm, I didn't think this would be too difficult. I think it's a Ruby Eldorazo. It's Ruby Eldorazo. Ding, 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 ding. Man, it is. He was, and he he's a very good example of this. Um, baseball is unforgiving, man. You know, you can be good to very good for an extended period of time and if you are really bad you're gone it's over you know because i mean he we're talking in 2004 578 play, plate appearances ops in 919 ops plus a 138 35 doubles 22 homers 80 runs it's a he it's was elite, 23rd in mvp voting yeah 2005 he got 167 plate appearances, and that was it. He wasn't he wasn't great. He wasn't super terrible. I mean, he was pretty bad compared, definitely compared to what he'd been doing before. But I mean, man, he never even got a second shot, you know. So, but yeah, I love Rubio Draza. Mark Kotze finished 14th in MVP <laughs> also voting love, that year. Yeah, he sounds familiar. How do That's we know? How do crazy. we know that guy? Um. Yeah, he, that was a good year. Some, wow, he got some MVP love. That, that was the only year. It was a fun team, two thousand four. It was. He's always managed to put out some fun teams, at least every three out of five years or so. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. Uh, coolest thing we saw opening weekend. I'm We're, going with Trace Thompson's three home runs yesterday. Um. You know, he took a while for him to really latch on, but it seems like he's found a place with the Dodgers, and that's pretty cool. Uh, just as, you know, we're also basketball fans, we get to see Clay Thompson play for the Warriors every now and then, and I just love a nice little, like, multi-sport family, yeah. both crushing it at their respective jobs. And, yeah, Trace is starting out with a big season. Three home runs in yesterday's game. Seems like the Dodgers are going to stick with him. And uh, we we actually had him for a moment. I think, he homer. I think he homered. I think he hit a homer. He also made like an amazing home run saving catch. Yeah. There's always been flashes, and it's it's nice to see him putting it all together. And just three home runs 
it's just such an awesome game. I yeah. love it when that happens. I love it when Kevin Smith does it too. Turns out the Thompson family is very athletic. Um, Who would have guessed? My my coolest thing. Um, my girlfriend Katie is a Padres fan, and she went to the Padres game with her dad today. It took two hours and three minutes. Wow! Did they love that? I mean, it was just she was she frequently goes to Sunday games with her dad, and she was very surprised at how early they were home. So, is the pitch clock perfect? No. Do they need to make some adjustments to it? For sure. Is it a good idea? It's really starting to seem like it might be. I don't hate having my entire day still left after watching a game in the afternoon, you know? It's yeah. it's nice. It saves, even if it's just 45 minutes a day. We watch 162 of these things yeah. a year. That yeah. adds up. And it's also... It makes it a little bit more palatable if you're trying to kind of wrangle some people in to like in baseball. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, it's like, it's easier to tell them like, you know, two, two hours, two and a half hours maybe, as opposed to like three and a half could be like five. It could, <laughs> take, <laughs> could like, take your entire day. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. There was a bunch of other cool stuff also, but I thought that was, that stood out to me the most. That, that was, and it wasn't, that wasn't an especially quick game. You know, I mean, it was, I think they won three to one, you know, but um yeah, so that was cool. Two hours. Two hours for an MLB game. I think it's working really well. I don't hardly ever notice it while I'm watching the game. Um, it's just that it moves by at a rather brisk pace. It's just like, you know, some of the old school pitching duels that we'd see that would take roughly two hours. And it also really helps with the anxiety at the end of games, too, the last oh, couple yeah. of innings. The closers you know, can just it really it keep It really keeps things moving at those points in the game that can really, really slow down sometimes. And I appreciate that because it keeps your blood pressure down a little bit, honestly. Absolutely. Danny Jimenez might be our biggest pitch clock offender, at least from spring training. It seems days are doing a pretty good job of it overall. Um, but, yeah, it's nice that he can't, you know, let it all fester and draw this out way longer than it yeah, needs to be. He kills me sometimes, man. Oh boy, yeah. Um, so looking at fantasy, Dan and I are fantasy baseball gods, and we are <laughs> we are off to fantastic starts in our respective fantasy leagues. Uh, we're doing points leagues this year, and so far so good. It is weird. It's it's it's, different. it's not weird. It's much. It's just much. I mean, obviously, it's different categories. It's a different thing, but. Uh... Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, fantasy fantasy baseball is so fun. Fantasy baseball is the king of fantasy sports. You know, I mean, it is. It, people talk about football, but I th- I want to say, I mean, I I would imagine baseball might have been around first. I would think. I so. don't know. We'll actually we'll circle back next time and we'll have which one what fantasy sport came first. That's the question of the week, and we will baseball. find out the answer to that for next week. But uh, it just doesn't get much better than fantasy baseball. Mm-hmm. So, many, so immersive. So many numbers. Yeah. Um, really so is. in our little fantasy face-off, last week I picked Dylan Cease. Dan picked Shane McClanahan. Uh, oh, as a pitcher to win? As a pitcher to get a victory. Mm-hmm. And while Dylan Cease was fantastic, he did not get the dub. Shane McClanahan did. Uh, on the offensive side, McCutcheon does not yet have a home run, but Rosarena does. So Randy! I am the winner offensively, and you are the winner pitchingly. Okay. Well, <laughs> pitching Lee. Um, on guard then. And onward to the next week. My choices will be you, Darvish, and Mike Trout. Mike Trout's safe bet. Um, I am picking George Kirby to win and Kyle Tucker to nice. homer. Love that. Kyle Tucker at least has one home run. I saw that mm-hmm. happen either today or yesterday. He does indeed. And George Kirby, someone to watch out for. 
The Mariners have a rotation. And Julio Rodriguez. So, concerning. They got a lot going for them. Concerning. Um, but I think that might be kind of all we have for you for right now. Um, happy baseball's back. They could lose every game and I'd still be happy. I wouldn't be very happy, but I'd be happy. It'd be better than no baseball. We'd survive. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're trying to get... We're basically doing two a week now, so... It's not even... We won't even see you next week. We will see you later this week after see the Guardian series. In a couple of days. Yeah, we got the Guardians. For, let's hope for a serious dub. Um, and I feel okay about that, honestly. Please, Zach, please Zach Caprillion, I'm tomorrow, right? Yep. Followed so, by, yeah, back on the horse. Followed by Bieber versus Sears on Tuesday. Justin Bieber, gnarly breaking ball. We will see. <laughs> Um, Breaking hearts and balls. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, good stuff. Go Ace. Go Ace. Bye.